Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. The number is 877-710-ESPN, but I want to take you into surgery with me. People come to me all the time. My shoulder hurts. They think it's their rotator cuff. They think it's a tendon, a muscle. But the exam tells me everything. They tell me they can't sleep at night. The pain is so bad. And then I'll have them face me in the, in the exam room. I'll ask them to try to raise their hand straight in front of me. That's called forward flexion and then bring their arm down. That's extension to see if it matches their other arm. Then I'll ask them to try to lift their arm to the side. That's abduction or adduction. Trying to reach out the window to put money in the or pull the ticket for the parking. Putting your arm straight out to the side. That's abduction. And then trying to shake someone's hand or touch your belly button, that's internal and external rotation. So it's six different planes of movement, flexion, extension, abduction, adduction, and internal and external rotation. And your key is to compare it to their other shoulder. If they can't match that, then something's blocking the motion, which is the fact that the cartilage, the brake pad has worn out and now the rotor is exposed. It's bone on bone. You take an x-ray. What do you look for on the x-ray? You look to see if the space between the two bones has disappeared. You look to see if, kind of like looking at a candle where the wax has dripped, you see bone that literally looks like dripping wax. Those are spurs or osteophytes. Osteo in Latin means bone and a fight is a spike of bone. You look for bone spurs, joint space narrowing. It's important to get an MRI in addition to the x-ray because you want to make sure that the rotator cuff and the tendons that help move are still okay. The reason the movement is gone is because the ball and socket joint just doesn't fit. You're reassured that the tendons and the muscles are okay. And if they're not, then you do something called a reverse shoulder replacement. But we'll get into that another time. A young person who's young and athletic and and active, but it could be a housewife. It could be a person works in IT. It doesn't necessarily have to be a person who's an athlete. I take care of weekend warriors, not only professional athletes. So now you've tried to avoid surgery, not with cortisone shots, not with pills, but by trying to do exercises in the pool, on land. But if that pain persists and the lack of motion is there, yep, They now need surgery. Here's what's fascinating. You lie the patient on their back in the operating room. Anesthesia's been given. And now we can do it without putting you completely asleep. We can do it where your arm is asleep. It's called a regional anesthetic. And the first thing I do, just like when I look at a block of marble, how do you see Mary's face trapped deep in the stone? How do you look at someone's skin and see through the skin at the artery, the nerve, the tendons, the bones. Well, I do 500 surgeries a year for 31 years. A lot, thousands and thousands of times I've done this. With my left hand, I'm a righty, I've trained it to actually feel the surface anatomy. I feel your clavicle. I feel the tip of your shoulder. I feel where they come together, the acromioclavicular joint. I've pushed a little bit deeper And I can feel what's known as the coracoid process, which is a prominence of bone that comes 
from the back of your shoulder blade to, believe it or not, sticking just underneath the skin in the front of your shoulder. If you dig deep enough, you can feel it. it it's, it's the coracoid process, this bony protuberance. To me, that's the landmark. That's what I'm going to be shooting for. So the top of my incision is going to be at that coracoid process. And then it's going to go diagonally in front of your shoulder. It's called an anterior because it's in front deltopectoral incision. Because the, the incision is going to be between your deltoid muscle, which is that big, beautiful muscle on the outside of your shoulder. Dwight Howard probably has the biggest deltoid muscles I've ever seen. And the pec major, which is where your nipple is, your breast, that's the muscle in front of your chest. Well, believe it or not, there's a natural plane dividing these two distinct and separate muscles, and they have distinct and separate blood supply and nerves. So it's a perfect place to enter the shoulder joint because you're not going through the muscle. You're going through a natural separation between these two muscles. So when I take the scalpel and I cut through the skin, and I can now use a scalpel that has an electronic signal in it that cauterizes the bleeding. So there's no blood that's really lost to speak of in getting through the skin. The first thing that I look for, even though I see muscle on either side, is I carefully take my time to find, believe it or not, a vein. I'm looking for something called the cephalic vein because the way we are put together, whether you believe in God or not, whoever put us together, put a big pipe, not an artery, but actually a vein that lives in the division line between the deltoid and the pec major muscle, two separate muscles. And I find carefully dissecting, take my time, the vein. Once I find that vein, which runs diagonally, just like my incision, I have this beautiful feeling in my chest that, ah, everything's going to be okay. Because now I know where the two separate muscles are. And without cutting anything, I put down all the instruments that I use to get to this spot. And I literally take my two index fingers, my right and left index fingers, and I carefully, seeing where the vein is, separate the muscle right below the vein because it's telling me that you're not cutting anything. You're just beautifully separating two separate muscles. Deep to that lives a tendon called the subscapularis tendon. This is the tendon. And it looks, its fibers move horizontally, not north-south, but east-west, horizontally, deep in your chest. And this is the tendon and muscle, part of the rotator cuff, that lets you touch your belly button and then shake someone's hand. It allows you to touch the belly button, internally rotate. It lives and crosses right in front of the ball and socket joint. I identify it. I know where the nerves are, where the veins and the arteries, so there's no bleeding. And you carefully cut with the electric artery right through a portion of the tendon. And I can put stitches to tag it because I'm going to reattach it afterwards. But I make a north to south incision in a tendon that's moving east to west. 
And as I gently pull it away and elevate it, I am now looking at the ball and socket joint of your shoulder. All I need to do now is make a small incision north-south in the front of the capsule and rotate your arm. And literally, it's like delivering a baby. The ball of the ball and socket joint comes out. And it has spurs and it's lost all its cartilage. I carefully can size it up and measure it and carefully remove just the destroyed cartilage on the ball. Not the whole ball. You're not replacing all. You just need to remove that worn out cartilage. And as I do, now there's more space for me to look in deeper. And what do I see now? The socket. And the socket, here's a clapper vision for you, is like a clock. But it's not looking at the wall where the clock, the round clock is on the wall telling you what time it is. This clock is actually facing not straight at me, 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 9 o'clock, like on the wall, but it's actually rotated. The clock is facing to the side, out to the side. So I'm seeing the edge of the clock, not the face of the clock. So now I have to use special tools called retractors to allow me to see the face of the clock deep inside where also the cartilage is gone. I can go on for hours telling you about this surgery, but that's basically how I get into the shoulder joint to restore the beautiful anatomy with different sizes. It's like a Home Depot for me in the operating room. Different clocks of different sizes. Will Chamberlain's clock is different than Willie Shoemaker, the jockey's clock. Everybody's different, so we have different sizes. Different size ball, different size clocks or sockets. And it's the ultimate in sculpture. It's the ultimate in being an artist to be able to be a surgeon of bone. I tell people, I work in stone, Carrara marble, sculpting, and I work in bone. The gratification is hard to describe. Medicine. My mother was right. Robbie, do me a favor. First, you should be a doctor. Then you can do whatever you want. So I became a carpenter in the body. Beautiful.